This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Broadband gets boost in FY20 debate. Trump bullish on quick USMCA approval. And Purdue conflicted, lawmaker says. Democrats set to push through FY20 minibus. Despite a White House veto threat, the Democrat-controlled House is moving toward a final vote next week on a major fiscal 2020 spending package for USDA and many other departments and agencies important to the food and agriculture sectors. The House yesterday approved a series of relatively non-controversial amendments to sections of the bill that fund the Department of Agriculture as well as FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department. The amendments included one approved 408 to 22 that would boost USDA's rural broadband funding for FY20 by 10 percent or $55 million. The bill spends more money on many programs than the White House wants to and includes policy riders aimed at curbing administration priorities. They include Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's planned relocation of two research agencies and changes in pork inspection at USDA. Trump predicts quick approval of USMCA. President Donald Trump, hosting Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday at the White House, expressed optimism to reporters that Congress will approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement relatively quickly. The president said, quote, I really do believe that Nancy Pelosi and the House, the Senate, will approve it rapidly, Trump said. I'm going to be very bipartisan. It's great for the farmers, manufacturers, great for everybody, and great for unions. Trump's expression of confidence in Pelosi's handling of the trade pact follows praise heaped on her earlier this week by U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Lighthizer indicated that Pelosi has been particularly helpful in appointing a small task force of House Democrats that he can work with to find ways to win Democratic support for the legislation. Keep in mind, the praise for Pelosi may increase the pressure on her to get House Democrats in line behind the agreement. Democrat doubts produce role in policy. Representative Marsha Fudge, an Ohio Democrat who chairs the House Agriculture Committee's Nutrition Subcommittee, said she doubts Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is behind the plan to move the research agencies to the Kansas City region. After having breakfast with Purdue recently, Fudge thinks he is conflicted about many of the things the White House is asking him to do, including the relocation of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. I'm not sure he is the impetus behind moving the agencies, she said in an interview after a hearing yesterday on states' use of a process known as categorical eligibility to increase participation in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. I think it comes down to just another one of the issues that somebody in the administration doesn't like. They came up with some reports that the White House didn't like, so let's get rid of them. He's a good soldier. He supports his boss. That's admirable. But at some point, you have to do what's right, not what someone expects you to do, she said. Now keep in mind, Fudge said the administration is hurrying to get the relocation done before Congress can stop it. But Congress is a long way from agreeing on FY20 spending bills, and the provision stopping the relocation faces significant opposition in the Senate. First-year Democrat appeals for attention to farmers. 
A first-term Democrat from Minnesota used a House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing yesterday to chastise her colleagues elsewhere in Congress for not paying more attention to the problems facing farmers. Representative Angie Craig of Minnesota said, It absolutely breaks my heart to see what's going on back home when it comes to weather uncertainty, trade uncertainty, forage uncertainty. These folks can't catch a break. And she went on, We are watching one of the greatest farm recessions of our time, and not enough people are paying attention. It's time my colleagues outside this room show that they care about the family farm and the issues they're facing. Craig's district includes suburbs of the Twin Cities, as well as the rural region south of the metro area. Keep in mind, as we reported in yesterday's daybreak, USDA will provide some relief on forage concerns by allowing farmers to start harvesting cover crops on prevented planted acres September 1. The normal date is November 1. Panel told insurance superior to ad hoc disaster efforts. Witnesses at a House Ag hearing emphasized that crop insurance is better policy approach than the ad hoc disaster bills. The witness, which included representatives from the crop insurance sector, said crop insurance offered a better deal for the producer and the taxpayer. Brandon Willis, a former administrator of the Risk Management Agency, said ad hoc is frequently inefficient and often an inequitable method to deliver assistance. It is slow and uncertain, with payments sometimes coming years after losses occur and frequently in a measure that does not reflect actual losses. Nebraska crop insurance agent Ruth Gertis said farmers in her area understand they cannot rely on disaster payments. We went from 2005 to 2016 with no ad hoc disaster. We've already paid farmers for their 2019 prevent plant. Bee losses higher this winter. Beekeepers lost nearly 38% of their colonies this past winter, the highest level of loss since the Bee Informed Partnership began conducting a survey in 2006 and 7. The winter loss is a jump of 7 percentage points compared to last year's survey and an increase of 8.9 points since the survey began. For the April 2018 to April 2019 period, however, the survey showed a 40.1% loss rate, similar to last year's annual loss estimate of 40.1%, but slightly higher by 2.9 percentage points than the average annual rate loss of 37.8% that reported by beekeepers since 2010-11. Varroa mites are still the top concern for beekeepers, according to the partnership. But there are other factors involved, including land use changes and pesticide usage, according to Dennis Van Engelsdorp, associate professor of entomology at the University of Maryland and president of the partnership. By the way, USDA is hosting its 10th Pollinator Festival today in conjunction with the department's weekly farmer's market. Representatives of the Environmental Defense Fund and the National Corn Growers Association will be on hand with their new interactive virtual reality experience called the Monarch Effect. Here's today's She Said It. Punishing poor people will not help them get jobs. That Representative Gwen Moore of Wisconsin complaining that the FY20 spending bill for USDA lacks provisions to block a proposed rule that would make it harder for states to get waivers from work requirements for able-bodied adults without dependents who get SNAP benefits. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, June 21st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Daly.